All right. Hi, Dana. Um, so excited to have you join us on our podcast. This is the Members One of Another podcast, direction of the Christian Education Ministry at Vinewood. Thanks so much for, for sharing some of your time with us today and sharing some of your life, too. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll just start off with some of the basic questions, right? Like, who are you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, what, what, what do you do? You know, you're mother of two, very busy, I'm sure, working full time and, and working at home. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your job and what you do? Sure. Um, I am a compliance analyst. Um, so I basically keep the, the company out of trouble and make sure we're, you know, doing the right things. Very, very important. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nice, nice. And, and uh, you recently switched over to that kind of role, right? Um, yeah, just a few months ago. Okay. Has that been going well for you? Like, You know, it's a very complex position. So the person I'm working with has been here probably over 10 years. So there's a lot for me to learn. So I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface of everything. So I don't think I, I know enough to give a fair assessment to that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I'm glad, glad you're learning a lot and have someone kind of there to help you along. Um, yeah. So kind of new position at work, but uh, maybe not new home or new location. You guys have been here for a while, right? Yeah. We've lived here our whole marriage. We, we're in Union City and uh, our kids don't know any other house. And it's, it's good to have some stability. So I like yeah. knowing where we're going, how the commute's going and all that. So it's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, where were you guys before coming here? Uh, well, I grew up here in the Bay Area. Um, I was born in um, Utah, actually, but I moved here when I was a month old. So I consider myself a native, um, even though I'm technically not. Um, but Dennis grew up in Texas and he came over right before we got married. And we've been here in Union City ever since. Nice. nice. Um, you guys have been at Vinewood for a few years now. I think you guys came like a month or two before we did. Um, you, you guys were at CFC Hayward, I believe, before that. Can you tell me a little bit about how that was or how do you guys found that church in the first place, maybe? Yeah, we actually um, were interviewing with some other churches. One was even in New Jersey. And my oh, wow. pastor at the time was like, you know, there's a church down the street, like a city over that's looking for a pastor. And Dennis applied <laughs> and uh, we stuck around. So, um, and then about like you said about three years ago we came over to cfc berkeley and uh mm. it's it's been great it's a different congregation different people so adjusting to that but it's been good yeah yeah it, it does seem like the the congregation here is, is quite different yeah. demographically you know maybe in other ways as well from from the hayward kind of body um so, so you mentioned you had a pastor in a church just down the street from cfc hayward um did you grow up in that church, or how did how actually? Did you I went to um, the middle school and high school that church was affiliated with, or was a ministry that was a ministry oh. of the church. And um, I was told the gospel, and was told I need to go to church and all that, and you know, did did the things I was supposed to do. Went to church there, and actually um, fell away from going to church and doing everything. And back in college, um, one of my friends actually said, you know, maybe you want to try it out again. You know, it's, it's a different, you know, hmm. um, culture now, and it's different people. Maybe you like it, and maybe you want to come back. And so. I went back to fellowship and I went so regularly. My youth 
group or not my youth group, my um, small group leader was like, you know, if you're really going to come, you should really come to church and not just fellowship. So I just went back to church and got involved and served and all that and haven't stopped since. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. You mind if I ask a little bit more about like, you know, your, your kind of upbringing and middle school and high school and that kind of churches, you know, school and ministry. How, well, how was that? Um, my parents are not Christians, <clears throat> but they were never, I don't think they were ever opposed to the Christian faith. I think um, my mom was probably worried when I said that I wanted to get baptized and she was like, you're getting a little too <laughs> involved now. Like, it's great that, you know, they teach you these morals <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, you know. You do good things and, you know, you're helping your community, but, you know, once you get too involved, they ask for money and, you know, they, I guess that really worried her, but otherwise they were supportive, you know, and, yeah. you know, going to church, going to fellowship, they were fine with that. Um, but yeah, my parents were never, um, never believers. And so it really is God's grace that they even are so supportive of, you know, the choices that I've made, marrying a pastor and all that. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite a far away. I mean, I guess baptism yeah. is one step, and then you know the next is marrying pastor. <laughs> might might be a yeah, scary yeah. It's been good. Yeah, but, but praise the Lord for His grace in, in your life, and, and Pastor Dennis's too. I'm sure he's very blessed to be uh, <laughs> married to you. Um, is it, so, did, did your siblings also go to that school, or how was that like? Family yeah, family? I have one sister, um, and she went to the school as well, and. She actually came to know the Lord um, through their VBS program. So it was, she, she actually was exposed to it a lot earlier and knew the Bible and all that. And she actually married a pastor as well. So really is a blessing <laughs> that my parents haven't revolted. <laughs> well, so, so you mentioned that um, you... And I went to the middle school and high school and then maybe fell away for a bit and came back in college kind of because your friend asked you to um, and then got, got more involved with the, the youth group and then got plugged into church. Um, can you can you just elaborate a little bit more on what that process was like in your faith journey? Like, what were you thinking about in those moments? Like, what kind of made you want to come back to youth group and eventually church? Um, um, I didn't have anything pulling me into church when I was in middle school and high school, other than the fact that you were supposed to go. And no one was at home going, you know, you need to go to church. So for me, it was like, well, I wanna, I'd rather sleep in. <laughs> there is no reason for me to go other than I check that box off the list. And so I guess in college was when I really evaluated whether or not I'm taking this seriously. If I really am a Christian, why, why am I not going to church? Why am I not, you know, why don't I want to be around other believers and why don't I want to explore this faith more and really make it my own. So I really think that um, it was God's grace because it could have been that I was like, no, I don't want to and just not. But it was, it really was God's grace that um, I came back and that he was, he's been faithful and showing me, you know, how he can be real in my life and really just changing me and um, teaching me how to love him more. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's all of us, right? being dragged along by, by the Holy Spirit <laughs> and the irresistible grace of God. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, so, so what was it like coming back to the church? Like, you know, kind of, did you have people that you knew in middle school and high school there that you kind of reconnected with? Um, how was like the small group ministry and the sermons and like, 
was that kind of different uh, now that you were taking your faith more seriously? Um, I think the church itself changed um, as well. It was a little more fundamental where um, there are certain expectations of you that you dressed a certain way, you looked a certain way. Mm. I think when I came back, it was more like, you know, God changes people and they're not going to, not everyone's going to look the way we expect them to look. And so I don't think I ever felt like they're like, oh, here's, you know, here's the prodigal son coming back. And I (laughs) never felt like, you know, they were judging me for coming back. So yeah. I really felt like it was it was a welcoming environment and I was able to really learn more about, I guess, like the basics of the Christian faith and really how it looks like in action. I think before it was just, oh, here's here's the things you should do. Check them off the list and, you know, you're good. But now it's kind of like, why should you do that? Why should you serve others? Why should you love those in the body? Things like that. So I'm really grateful for my time there. And really just enjoyed being in service and really just learning from that's, um, that's, our past. That's really great. I think, um, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't really experienced the fundamentalist kind of like you know, church myself where, um, not saying that this is, this is how the church was, but like, you know, maybe where they pay more attention to like the outer garment and like things like this and like per- right. perception of holiness. Um, I imagine that that could be rather stifling mm-hmm. when you feel like, you know, you can't do certain things or else you'll be judged. Um, but they're really glad to hear, I think, in your experience coming back that, yeah, they really did demonstrate that that true change is, change is from the heart. And that's what gospel ministry really is. It's really encouraging to hear that. Um, uh, so, so how long did you spend at that church after coming back and then before going to Hayward, I guess? Um, wow, I don't know. Um, that was probably my whole college career. And then right up until um, I got engaged to Dennis, I think. So I started a little earlier than Dennis did, just because mm-hmm. eventually we were going to move to that church. So um, I started a little early yeah. just to build some relationships and really get to know the people there. So, I mean, th- those are the yeah, only yeah. two churches I really called my home churches. So, yeah, I don't, I, gosh, we okay. served at um, Hayward for eight years. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> many <laughs> years before to that. Together, but, <laughs> <not exactly. laughs> uh, but yeah, eight years is a, is a good amount of time. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Sure it's been a wonderful journey there as well. Um, can, can you tell me a little bit about, it sounds like, you know, at your first church coming back, um, you, you mentioned learning the basics of the faith and really learning about the heart change. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a way you could describe or just characterize your time at Hayward? Like, was that, you know, a different step in your faith, a different time in your faith? Looking back, I think it was more of a time where I really had to practice the things I learned. It was great at my home church because they had, you had people who were there since they were little babies and you had families and you had single people and, you know, empty nesters and retirees. And so you had the whole gamut. And so I got to really um, spend time with young families there and really babysit their kids and see how a Christian family looks and what you do and disciplining your kids or just running household or, you know, all those things. So um, when we went to Hayward, we were the new wave, I guess. We were all newly married and we started having kids and there was not, there wasn't a big group of people in front of us that could really tell us like, Hey, these are the things you should remember and do when you have young kids. So we kind of had to like figure things out on our own. 
so I we were able to you know take the things that we learned at my home church and bring it over and kind of look for the ways to like really um serve our own families and just serve each other and fellowship and all that and it was good I think it really put kind of like the things I I learned at my home church into practice so I, I think God was just preparing us for that and if he told <laughs> us that that was the way it was I don't think we would have said no <laughs> I would have said no I think I would have gone like God you know I can't do this and you know we I couldn't but he he has yeah. Yeah, paved the way and I prepared me for it it's a good so place to be where it's been good can't do it. <laughs> the Lord will always yeah. help us um yeah, that's great. I, it's it's right. really cool that like, you know, you got the wisdom yeah. kind of, and then you're Absolutely. coming into the new church, you kind of could put that into practice. Um, yeah. So I, I guess you, like you mentioned, it was kind of a new wave. Um, maybe you had like peers, you know, I could fellowship with who, who are also having young children. Um, but what was that like, what was that fellowship kind of like? Was it like, you know, you're all like, oh, I don't know what to do. How, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like able to talk about these things. Um, how is that kind of, walking with people kind of in the same life stage. Right. You know, it looks a little different. I think like even since the kids were really little, it changes so quickly. And you see that everyone's family has different priorities that it's, you start off this on, on the same path. And then like, because of your family life, it, it just goes in so many different directions and not having people at this church, it's not that bad. I think yeah. you really need that support in the beginning because you feel so lost and there's so many voices out there and you just kind of need like yeah. solid <laughs> Christian people around you that go, don't listen to them. They're crazy. Or, you know, their expectations are out of this world. You don't need to do that. And you just need to be grounded that way. And now you've gotten a few years of like, okay, I just... I just need to see what works for our family and not place those unrealistic expectations on yourself. And you kind of, you kind of just cruise and it's okay. But we'll, we'll have our friends over with young kids or we'll keep in touch with some people here and there. And that's enough. But I think in the beginning, we really needed that. We just needed people to be around us and hear us when we're like, my kid's not sleeping or he's not eating or, and you just need yeah, no, people def- around you all the time. And a that's lot okay there that too. I can relate to. <laughs> kind of being in that, that young kid stage uh myself ourselves um yeah, yeah it's definitely definitely a lot of voices out there i think and, and it always helps to you know be encouraged by fellow believers to yeah like look back to the lord and look back to know to what we know is right in the scriptures uh, yeah that's great to hear um so i think maybe uh perhaps in this particular body, one unique aspect of your family is that you are married to a pastor. <laughs> um, so how has that been for you um, and your family? And like, oh, yeah, just open question. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I mean, Dennis and I, I married Dennis and I was a pastor's wife and I don't know any better. Like he was not called into anything else before. So I don't know what it, even looks like as a married person. So uh, I don't know. I don't, it, this is my normal, I guess. I knew I, what I was getting <laughs> into marrying him and it, it's fine. It's great. I think, you know, and uh, I, I probably said it a million times before, but we have mm-hmm. a very, very mature church for being such a young church. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. feel loved a lot by our congregation and we feel supported in, yeah. you know, 
in in the ministry you know it's it's not always easy there's things here and there but you know yeah. and we have people who really take good care of us so we feel really loved and supported here oh that's, that's really awesome to hear uh, and i'm i hope we could do more of that <laughs> um I think one thing, maybe one specific question I did want to ask in that area was like, I think there's a tendency to view pastors and their families a little bit differently, maybe to hold them to a higher standard, which, you know, part of that is, is right. Um, and part of that is, is, you know, just unreasonable expectations, maybe. Um, and so I guess my question for you is like, have you ever felt mm. that pressure, maybe here or other churches or other places? Like, you know, I have to be the pastor's wife. Like I have to like, you know, do ministry and, and take care of the kids. The kids have to be perfect. And I could go on and on, but. Um. I don't know. Maybe it's me being obtuse. I just, I never felt it. I, I really have felt like, you know, I could be me and mm. um, serve where I needed to serve. I didn't ever feel like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we need to go and do pastor wife things. You know, there was never that expectation. I don't feel that here either. And I think for the kids, I mm, yeah. I see that they they love it when people come and visit because you know you guys are so good to them and they just they think you're their friends is what it really is and they don't feel I don't I don't think they feel any pressure I don't I think I probably <laughs> yeah. put a little more pressure on them in behaving and things than anyone else does. But I don't think that they feel like you know they're being watched and maybe that's just because they're young maybe give it a couple of years and they're teenagers and they're a little more rebellious and they're a little more, you know, aware that, you know, there's other people watching them. It might be different, but right now they don't, it doesn't seem like they're affected by it if they are. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's great to hear too. Um, Cause I, I think just, you know, thinking of other circumstances where that has been a little bit more prominent. I know it can be hard on the family. It can be hard on the kids um, when they feel that pressure to kind of act in a certain way. So, yeah, I'm really glad. I think that um, you know, the gospel can be at the forefront there where, yeah, like we understand we are sinful and we need to repent before the Lord. And yet there's grace and, and to live in that grace and space. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, so I think just shifting gears a little bit um, to maybe your time at Vinewood, um, how, how have the past three years been? I, I know you mentioned a little bit about, you know, being great here and you guys really feel supported. Um, yeah, just, again, open question. <laughs> um, it's kind of odd because I feel like I want to say, I, my numbers might be a little off, but I still want to say that we were, we have been at this church and going to church at home a lot longer than we have been in person. So I think <laughs> I'm finally getting yeah. back into the groove of socializing again, at church at least. And so I'm naturally an introvert. I get very tired after spending a long day with a lot of people. So I try to pace myself. But yeah, I, I think we're just getting back into the groove of you know talking to people, having people come over, and just really getting to know people. And it's, it's good. I mean, it's tiring sometimes, but it's good. And it's, it really does encourage me at least um, to be able to share life with people and just have people over or even just having a good solid conversation with them, getting to know them better. So it's been really good. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, I think just kind of echoing, echoing exactly what you're saying. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to interview you and, and Pastor Dennis was to kind of just really, really demonstrates to the body that you guys are our pastor and pastor's wife, and yet you are our friends and fellow members, um, and what that looks like in the body as well. I do remember when when we first met you guys, we were like, "Oh, how can we best encourage you?" And you guys, "Oh, just be our friends." <laughs> 
Uh, so I'm glad that it seems like that has you know taken place and you've been able to to befriend the body in that way as well. Uh, so so I, I guess have there been any major points in, in your walk here that have kind of shifted your perspective on like uh, your faith in the Lord or how you serve in the body or your specific giftings or your ministry or like um, yeah kind of any any additional steps um, I would say. <laughs> um, probably I think because the kids are older now and both kids are in elementary school, my time has been freed up a little more. Um, so I am looking into like different ways that I can serve more just because I think for the last gosh, eight years, nine years, I've been, I've been putting the kids first and tending to them and their needs. But I think I've learned that, um, there's, it's, your life looks different when you have kids and it doesn't always stay that way just because you have kids. You're, as your kids' life stages change, you shift with it and it's okay to reevaluate and go, what can I do more? What can I do less? And I think now is the time when I'm like, okay, maybe I can do a little more. Maybe there are ministries I can help with. Maybe there are things that I can help with that I am not aware of. So if anyone has things that I can help with. Um, I'm open to it. My bandwidth isn't going to be as much as probably a single person's, <laughs> sure, but you know, sure. <laughs> I'm, I think like the expectation for me is that I, I have just because I'm the pastor's wife doesn't mean that I get an exception to that. I am expected to serve just like anyone else because I am also a member of the body, like you said. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I think the, maybe the flip side of that question is uh, like maybe maybe um, not not service, but like are there any areas that you hope to grow in, um, or any ministries of the church that you would like to take part in um, that that can help you in your hmm. faith as well? I haven't really thought about that. I guess like having more of a women's ministry would be helpful, just because I feel like I don't there. There's a few people I know, but I don't know a lot of people. So being able to like know more of the people that are, or the women that are serving at our church or really just plugged into our church would be nice. What was the other part of your question? Yeah, Sorry. no, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. Like any parts of the body or church or church life that could help you grow in your faith or any areas that you're looking to kind of um, work out, develop. I don't know if those are exactly the right words. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the women's ministry is is a great that would yeah that would be a wonderful I think encouragement to the body as well certainly and and a men's ministry as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's that's been something that that has come up a couple times and I know we tried something last summer and I think generally people people did enjoy it so um, yeah praying praying that we have the bandwidth in the future to to keep going. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So so kind of in getting on that topic of. Uh, you know, getting to know maybe more of the sisters at church. Um, we can move to our last question. Uh, you've been doing great so far, by the way. <laughs> uh, but how can the body get to know you specifically? I think being uh, open to coming up to me. I don't know if the position of being a pastor's wife is intimidating. I promise you <laughs> I'm not going to bite. <laughs> it's a lot easier for you to approach me than for me to reach out to everybody just because I'm also very scatterbrained on Sundays and I may see a lot of people, but there are things that are happening in the background that I'm trying to keep track of and getting the kids off to Sunday school and things like that. So 
it's easier if you just come up to me and, and, and chat and say hi than for me to go up to you because there's just too many things going on. And I, if anything, yeah, you can always go get a boba. <laughs> okay. And I'm totally open nice. to that. It's, it's, uh, it's great. Yeah. So everyone come, you know, bombard Dana, the introvert, <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, one at a time, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's great to hear. Um, and I think, yeah, being open for boba, you know, outside of Sundays, I think it's great for people to, to hear too. Um, uh, well, well, thank you, Dana, so much for your time. Um, and you mind if I just pray for us uh, in closing tonight? Today? Oh, please. <laughs> um, all right. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, just Dana and, and her willingness to share about her um, testimony and, and coming to faith and what faith has been like after that. Um, but thank you so much for yeah, the wisdom that you have bestowed upon her, that she can demonstrate in loving Dennis well and loving their family well. Um, thank you for her example to the church that she can now be, you know, the, the mother with children that we can learn from. So thank you for just blessing her. Um, thank you for giving her heart to serve her family and, and serve the church and, and work as well. Um, thank you for all the fruitfulness that you have produced in her life. Um, and we pray for just abundant blessings and much more joy uh, for, for her and her family. Uh, thank you just for the short time that we've had to chat. We pray that it would be a blessing for the body to hear and that you would help us to love one another better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.